And I think whenever we enter a new year, we need to pause. We need to reflect. And we need to look back. But we also need to look forward. I mean, right now, in this moment in time, we, we stand here in, in January of 2022. Yesterday is gone, and tomorrow is not yet here. And so what has God done in the past, and what do we pray that God will do in the future? And so this morning as we begin, I, I simply want to start with this question. What did God do in your life in 2021? What did God do in your family in 2021. Not anybody else, but make it personal. What did God do in your life and in your family in 2021? So this morning, we're going to begin a little bit differently than we typically do. I'm going to invite us to a time of prayer and reflection, and I just want you to reflect. Maybe you, as you've got your copy of your bulletin or your order of worship turned over in the back, it's a blank piece of paper, and maybe you just began to write out a few things that God brings back to your memory. So this time, I'm just going to invite us into a time of prayer. Pastor Austin is going to play some, some music for us for just a minute, and let us begin this morning in prayer. As we come this morning, Lord, and just think of our lives that just a, a few moments of silence, of, of just nothing being presented to us on the screen, on a call, someone walking in our door. Father, I pray this morning that as we have reflected, that we've begun to think of how you've moved in our lives this past year, Lord, of, of how you've brought us to today, Lord, how that we are, we're different than we were last year this time. Lord, that's my prayer at least, that we're, that we're relying less on ourselves and more of you. Lord, that, 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 that there's less of me and, and that, that you're increasing. And so, Father, I pray this morning as, as we reflect, as we, as we talk about what you've done last year, as, as we look forward to what you're going to do this year, Father, we, we thank you for what you've done and we praise you for what you're going to do. And so, Father, I pray this morning that you would have your way in this service and that you would open our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we would, that we would see more clearly how you are indeed working all around us, that, you, that you're using our brokenness, you're using our, our stubbornness, Lord, that, that you're using those things in spite of ourselves, Lord, that you are still at work. And so, Father, I pray this morning that you would receive all the glory and honor for what's said and done in this place as we celebrate, as we reflect, as we rejoice, as we pray in anticipation of what you're going to do. Father, we thank you and we love you for it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. The song that uh, Pastor Austin played just now is, is one of my favorites. It's called Do It Again. And part of the lyrics of that song says, Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praises again. I, and then this is the part I love. I've seen you move. You move the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. Did God move any mountains in your life this past year? You know, you know for some of you, maybe as you reflected, maybe that's the first time that you reflected. Maybe you haven't thought about how God worked in your life last year. 
You know, for some of you, you would maybe tell me if we were to take a, in a poll, if we were to have an open mic here this morning and, and pass it around, that you would begin to pray and, and you would begin to share about how that the Lord gave you strength, that, that He helped you overcome sickness, that He helped you to deal with your anxiety, He, he helped you through depression, He helped you through so many things. And we would praise Him for that. And so this morning, I want us to go, I want you to take your copy of God's Word and turn over to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3. To find your way there, find the book of Romans, start turning more toward the right. So First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippians. So Philippians, uh, sorry, Ephesians is sandwiched between Galatians and Philippians. And as you turn there this morning, I just want to remind you of what's happening. That Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. And so where we see him here in this text is that in, in chapter 1 through 3, he's really laying a doctrinal foundation. He, he's telling us about the timeless role of, of the church. And where we find ourselves this morning, I encourage you, we're probably going to read verses 14 through 21, but we're really going to focus on 20 and 21. But but here in, in kind of the as we talked about this morning, we're in the here and now. So what God has done yesterday, we're to we're to thank him for. We we, we find ourselves here and we're looking forward in anticipation of what he's going to do in the coming year. And so here is Paul transitions from these first three chapters that we see. We see this beautiful prayer. This, this is Paul's prayer. It's a, a prayer for strength and insight, a, a prayer for spiritual strength. And then after this prayer, we see this shift to where Paul goes into chapters 4 through 6. We see the practical applications of the truths that he has presented. So turn your attention with me, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 3. We'll read 14 through 21. We'll focus on 20 through 21. And so there you'll find these similar words. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, stay there, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he ends this kind of doxology. He ends this this prayer and he says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the reminder this morning as we open your word. Father, help us to apply these truths to our life and to realize that you can do far more abundantly than we ask or think. Father, we pray now that you would speak, that your spirit would speak to our hearts, to our minds, that you would revive us again, that we may press forward in your strength and not our own. For it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So this morning we see again, we see this beautiful passage of of what, what Paul is saying 
And so I want us to look very quickly this morning. I want us to kind of just really kind of look at this passage. And so bear with me. We're, we're trying something we've never done. Amen? See, that's the thing about leading. Sometimes you've got to go out on the edge, and you don't know whether it's going to work or whether it's not going to work, but you keep pressing forward. And so this morning, I'm going to try to do, I guess, an inductive study as we're on the roll. Like in past series, you've seen me, and we'll put up a slide, and, and we'll show you, like, what's been highlighted. But I'm going to try to highlight it in real time. So, so bear with me as we work through this. So first, we want to see that Paul says to him, to him. The Lord, it is he who is what? He is able. You know, maybe that's something that you're taking. He is able. Could, could you testify this morning as you look back on 21, 2021, is God able? He's able, amen? He is able to heal. He is able to strengthen. He is able to redeem. He is able to work when we don't feel like that he can. Because why? His ways are not our ways. And his ways are higher than ours. He is able. And then this morning, I want you to see that as Paul says, what beautiful language, that far more abundantly, far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. I, I just want to hunker down here for a minute and, and, just, and just, just hear, hear my heart. Hear, hear the, as we go back to the root of these words and, and we look at other solid translations, Listen to what, how it's translated. It's immeasurably more. He can do immeasurably more than we ask or think. He can do infinitely more. He can do above and beyond. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all. Then we see that beautiful word that I love in all of Scripture, that three-letter word, all. That he can do far more abundantly than all we what? We ask or think. He can do infinitely, listen, he can do infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, our greatest hopes, and our greatest dreams. I love how Eugene Patterson in the message, now you might say I'm a heretic because I'm mentioning the, the message, but it does have its value. It, it does, it, it, it's a reminder that I had a pastor tell me one time, if someone's reading the message and taking next steps towards Jesus, then praise God. Who are we to say what God can use? Now, as we begin to disciple them, then they will want something that's not necessarily a paraphrase. They will want something that's more of a word-for-word translation. And praise God that that would happen. But I think there's value in what he says. And listen, this is how he translates this. He says, for more than you could ever imagine, guess, or request, even in your wildest dreams. More than you could ever imagine, you could guess, you could request, even in your wildest dreams. Hey, can I, can, I, can I just testify to you this morning? I don't testify, and I want to I remind you of this phrase. Who gets the glory when you share your story? Who gets the glory when you share your story? Because sometimes people are sharing their story, and it's not for the glory of God. It's to put themselves on a pedestal. I stand before you as a preacher and teacher of God's word to, to point you back to him and, and to testify of what he's done. This old boy, is as I entered 2021, I entered 2021 with an open calendar and simply, and simply said, God, I, I, I'm in between ministries. I have my. I remember writing in my notes or on, uh, posting something on Facebook. Uh, it was something I posted on Facebook. I went to one church to share the gospel. 
and was invited in as their pastor just, I guess, wanted to break that Sunday, invited me in to preach and teach. And I'll never forget what I said, and, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. Have Bible, will travel. Right? Like, I cleared my calendar. I had no clue what my next assignment was, but I just willingly went and said, wherever you lead, Lord, wherever you lead, I'll go. And legit, I mean, that's what it, that's, we're, we're to basically sign the check, not fill it out and let God fill in the holes. Let God point us to where he wants us to go. And so for me, it was an empty calendar, just praying, God, give me an opportunity. And what was amazing to me is men of God would call me and say, hey, I need you to fill in. And so I would go. So then I got the, the weirdest call I, I ever thought, and, and that was Austin gave me a call to say that, that Larry had decided that he was, his tenure here at Bethel was, was over, that he was moving on to his next stop in ministry, to his next season of ministry. And Austin said in that meeting as he sat with the deacons that he threw out my name. And he said, hey, you guys should give Chris Moore a call. He's in between ministries and he could help you for a season. Austin was dreaming and hoping with me and Ryan of what God would do, that we would all get to work together in some way to, to bring much, to make much of Jesus. And so, like, I can't make that up. I, I didn't envision that. I couldn't have dreamed that up. But what? When we follow Jesus faithfully, he can do far more abundantly than we ask or think. And it's according to the power that is at work within us To him be what? It's to his glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So to him. Well, that's supposed to be an arrow, but anyway, you get the picture. To him who is able to do Okay, I lost it. All right, I lost that slide. But to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we ask or think. Thanks, Austin. Thanks for keeping us straight up there in the sound booth. So listen, as we think back that he's able to do far more abundantly than we ask or think. We asked the question this morning, what did God do in your life, in your family, in 2021? So you know what I thought? I said, you know what? They hear enough of me. Now, y'all didn't amen that, so that's okay. That's pretty good, I guess. But they hear, they hear enough of me. They hear enough of my stories. I began to ask the question of, what did God do in the heart's lives of the people at Bethel? What did did you do in the life of the person sitting next to you? How would they testify and and talk about what God's done? So you know what I did? I I did what God's gifted me to do, and and that's to tell stories. And so in just a moment, I'm going to play a video. And I sat down this week, and I interviewed people who are sitting next to you. People in the first service, the second service, young, old, black, white, and simply ask them a few questions. And, and one of the questions we asked them was, what did God do in your life and in your family in 2021? And, and we asked them, what do you hope God does in 2022? And then last but not least, because 
we're here to make much of Jesus, I asked them, what do you hope God does at Bethel this year? And so I invite you now to turn your attention to the screen as we look to those that are part of this body of Christ. And we ask the question, what did God do in 2021? biggest thing for me is everything that we've gone through with mom um she's definitely experienced every emotion there is and um just realizing how he is using me and my wife as a blessing to to one of his faithful servants and I think that's the biggest takeaway. Realizing that, um, coming to terms with it, I guess. Not that I ever felt burdened, but there was there, there was times of anger. There was times of being mad. There was times of wonder. And um, it, it, what it was was times of growth. We're constantly growing. So um, just really realizing as she has progressed further that I get to be a blessing to my mother, a tool that God is using for her. He showed uh, my family a lot. He opened our eyes. He opened a lot of doors for us. And just, he's just been showing us that it's okay to give our lives over to him, that he is in control. We can lay it all down for him. He's telling me, he just wants me to give my life over to him, just to completely release myself to him. Uh, stop worrying about so many worldly things and just focus on him and what he wants me to do. That night, me, Caitlin, and her mom, well, we talked about church and how I've only gone to church a handful of times. And I've been, start going. I started going to church with them like ever since me and Caitlin first started dating. So I think that also like, helped me want to get closer to Christ so we began to read Bible verses and uh, scriptures and we prayed and I went home that night and laid in bed and just thought and made my final decision that I want to accept Christ as my Savior so I had got saved and Bethel Baptist is the first church I've been a member of. So in 2021 um, God did a lot of things in, in my life and the life of my family. We, we started out the year in Northern Virginia active in ministry at, at Choice Baptist Church up there, was the education minister doing small groups. We're getting a groove after dealing with the chaos of 2020 and, and making a new normal. Uh, but then God led us to that we were going to move, that it was time in a, a new season of our lives for us to relocate, be closer to our daughters and, and our grandchildren. So, uh, so we set out on an adventure and we landed in Sumter. And, uh, and so since July of 2021, we've been in Sumter and, and trying to be involved in the community here. So Helen and I decided to, to transfer our membership to Bethel because we, we felt a community from the sermons. We heard it was a Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, and, and that's the most important thing. Pastors are here for seasons. Deacons are here for seasons. Pianists, whatever, are here for a season. The word of God is never going to fade away, right? The, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God endures forever. And, and we found a Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church here at Bethel. He gave me the courage 
to um, step out of my comfort zone and actually serve and help Melanie do the um, Bible study for the ladies. I'd never ever done anything like that before. Because when she first mentioned it, I, I just said to Melanie, I said, I'll be glad to help you in any way I can. That wasn't meaning teach. And she goes, oh great, you're gonna help me teach. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it gave me uh, the courage to get up there to study, um, you know, um, before going and then, you know, just being prepared, praying before. And it, it just helped me grow more. This past year, you know, I debated whether to take the deacon job. I started coming to Bethel back in the 70s, later 70s. And at that time, I was in construction and I stayed gone a whole lot. And then I opened a business in 1990. And as the years went by, I knew that I could not serve the church in any capacity like it should be served to serve the Lord. So I didn't want to do it and not be able to do it right. So after I retired in 2016, I was ready and capable of doing anything that I needed to do to serve the Lord in the church. I've really been thankful to the good Lord to even be here because I went through a lot of surgery and everything. And, uh, he saved me for a reason, and it could be to become a deacon in this church and serve him. When I was still in Wisconsin, I, I was heavily involved in two different softball ministries. One was through the prisons, and one was where we just went out and did tournaments, because it was the only opportunity you had, really, to approach these guys and share the gospel with them. Um, not that I haven't had opportunities, but I just felt like I, the opportunities haven't been as much to share the gospel. Um, my wife has grown a lot in the Lord since we moved here, and my prayer is is that we just continue to grow together and can be used by God to share the gospel together, where um, we've never done that together. So, like I said, every, this this whole transition has been just a he has used it to grow us even closer, and now I just I want I want to get back out and and share the gospel because that's what we're here to do. I'm just looking forward to to knowing more about God, uh, discerning His voice. Uh, he's the theme that He's given us for this year I've, for our family. We feel like is giving back, our giving our whole lives over, giving everything back to Him. He's blessed us, and we want to just return everything to Him. I just hope God just keeps me in a successful path and I finish college successfully. I really appreciate Austin as a mentor and helping me get stronger through Christ and making me a better person and being a good mentor. I just hope our relationship continues. In, in 2022, I look forward to God to continuing to, to use broken people like me, uh, like my beautiful wife, to just be vessels to help serve in the community and, and wherever we travel uh, to grow and help people see him uh, just be a reflection. Uh, and, and for us to grow in our relationship with him and to show others how they can grow in their relationship with him. And, and a goal that I, I have here in, in Sumter is for us to have more unity, for us to, to come closer together with one focus and that being Jesus as the Christ. I hope he 
um, helps me to grow in my faith, help me to grow in my prayer life, because um, I seem, I, I lack in my prayer life, I can admit that, because um, sometimes I don't know exactly, you know, I feel like I'm praying the same thing over and over again, so hopefully he'll direct me and show me, you know, more ways to, for my prayer life to be more, uh, I, I don't know what the word would be, um, more effective, or, yeah, I guess that would be the word, more effective. I hope the Lord will send me out and bring some people to him. That's what I want, to serve the Lord and get other people to come to the Lord and love the Lord like I do. I'd like to see us get more involved with the, the community that is around us and, and take forth the good news. Um, just be a helping hand, a shoulder that people can lean on and, and just learn to love our community more than what I do right now. Just continue to grow in love. I, I would like to see all of us grow more in our relationship with Christ together as a as a family and just to further our walk with God. Yeah, so so I'm looking forward to to Bethel as as a, a family of families together being a community within our own congregation so that way we could represent Christ in the greater community of Sumter and the neighboring counties. Our job is to just illuminate Christ in this community and we need to start by doing that within our own body, within our own family at Bethel. That Bethel will reach out into the community and bring more people to know him. I hope that Bethel really picks up its membership and becomes a real church of God. A real church of God. And I would love to see people just flocking in to this church and loving this church and loving the Lord. to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we ask or think. Did you hear that in their stories? That they humbled themselves and they sought the Lord and they sought his strength. And they want to be vessels of hope and encouragement. You know, think about John and him caring for his aging mother. For Brooke, that she has this change of focus, that, that she, she's to give more. To Jalen, that, 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 that he starts dating my daughter and then she invites him to church. And, and we didn't force him, didn't say you had to come to church, but he just begins to come to church with us and he becomes a part of our lives. And, and one day, and, and Austin, it's funny how all of our stories are intertwined and and, and I'm just going to be really transparent for a moment. Like, we were in Turbyville, had gone to a, a brotherhood dinner over there with Ryan. And, 
Ryan, Austin, and myself, we were in one of the upstairs room, and I was drawing something on the chalkboard wall that they had, and, and we just started talking about life and ministry, and, and it just opened up, and I said, you know, I, I can't tell you the last time that I've had the opportunity to present the gospel as far as to open the word of God and to lead someone to the path of salvation. Lo and behold, that night, get in the car, I'm driving back through the swamp there in Turbyville all right, on 378, and Katie sends me a picture of Jalen beside my wife in my chair with my Bible open. With her Bible open and walking Jalen through what it means to be saved. And she sent me a text. She said, Mom, you're getting to do part of your job tonight. So Jalen came to our house and, and we talked and we wrestled and and, and I don't believe in easy believism. I want, I want people to know what they're believing. I don't, I don't want to be able to convince them into something because if I can talk you into something, somebody else can talk you out of it. It needs to be a work of the Spirit of God, of the Holy Spirit. And so that night we got to a point and we talked about some things and, and we prayed. And as Jalen told you his story, he went home and, and he got on his bed and he began to contemplate those things. And he's like, i got to get saved. And the next night he comes to our house and he's like, i got to pray tonight. i gotta, I got to have Jesus Tonight, what's beautiful about Jalen too, beautiful about our season here at Bethel is you take a young man, African young, African-American young man, there's more to this story I could tell you another day, ask me, but what I think is beautiful is the fact of in this very sanctuary, at one time this was the slave quarters where the African-Americans would enter, not through the main entrance, they would enter through the back, they would come up and they would go upstairs to the place where they belonged and how far we've come as a church and society that what once was segregated and, and go to your place, now you can come to his place and, and Jalen can walk right in that door and, and sit right in that pew just like you praise God God gets the glory for that not me not you but can I put an asterisk there there are sins of our fathers that and there are things that have happened in the past that we need to pray and and we need to ask for forgiveness and seek reconciliation what about Miss Patricia thank you Ms. Patricia, for having the courage of, of what you shared to step into that ladies' Bible study. And, and Mr. Johnny, I, is, I just want to, uh, Mr. Johnny, I mean, he, he's one of our senior saints, and last year he took a major next step. Mr. Johnny, thank you for your character and for the belief that you had that unless you could do it and do it well that you weren't going to do it. Because I know most of the time in most churches, if you're a man and you're halfway clean and halfway good looking and you still got a heartbeat, well, we need more deacons, so you you, you check off all those boxes. But that says more about your character, Mr. Johnny, than anything, that until you could do it and do it well, you weren't going to do it. And so just like Johnny, what next step is there that you need to take, senior saints? There are things that you still need to do. There are things that God, there's opportunities that God still has for you. What about in 2022 that, that John talked about that he hopes for an opportunity to connect, that, that he wants to grow with, continue to grow with his wife and, and, and to connect with others in the community, and it's about togetherness. 
Brooke talked about discerning his voice and giving back. Jalen talked about his relationship with Austin. I'm think, that's what it's about. It's about finding that one, one or two people and, and investing in their lives. And Are they going to get it right all the time? No. Or is it going to be messy? Yes. But, but you step into them and you invite them to dinner. You invite them to go hunting with you. You invite them to take a ride with you. You invite them into conversations. That's what it's about. Jalen didn't get saved the first Sunday that he came to church. He came to church multiple times, and, and he heard the gospel presented, and, and the Lord began to stir and work in his heart. What about Chris? Chris talked about that he wanted to be a vessel to reflect and to grow. Miss Patricia, thank you for your transparency, and she and I connected. Here's what's beautiful, too. None of these people, none of these people saw each other's story. They were all interviewed separately. But Miss Patricia, as we talked about when, we inter- when, when I interviewed you this past week, that she talked about her prayer life, and, and thank you for having the courage to, to just say that. And, and I said, Miss Patricia, that, that's where I'm at too. I feel like that God has given me, you know, as you stand and you preach, as I preach and teach week in and week out, that there's this fine line of I'm to teach people how they're to pray and and to point them to God, but also I don't want to be that Pharisee that stands on the street corner to be heard. And so for me, this is just being open in my heart, and there's this fine line right down the middle of, of where am I? Am, am, I, am I doing an okay job of, of, of teaching people how to pray and, and what areas they should be praying about? Or, or am I being pharisaical, praying to be heard? There's just a constant back and forth. It's a, it's a hairline of where it's at. So, Ms. Patricia, thank you for your honesty and for being vulnerable to say that's an area that you want to grow in. What area do you feel like the Lord is leading you to grow in? Mr. Johnny, he, he said, you know, he wants to, he wants to send and, and he, he wants to go. He, he wants people to love the Lord like he does. What a great thing. Then we ask him, what do you want God to do at Bethel? See, that's our, that's our commonality. We have the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, but we come together as a body of believers. And, hey, last time I checked, we're, we are a little C church. We, we are part of the big C church, but Bethel doesn't have uh, the monopoly on Jesus Christ. We don't. We don't have all the answers. We're not the perfect church. There are other churches that are doing good things. But what is Bethel doing? How is Bethel allowing the Lord to use its members to reach the community? John talked about loving the community and being a helping hand. Brooke talked about growing that all of us as families and as, as a body of believers that we should be growing in our relationship with Christ. Chris talked about that we're families of families and it starts here. That we should, be a refl- we should be able to reflect Christ. And, and if anybody should do it well, we should do it well to be able to show the world what they're to do. Mr. Patricia talked about reaching the community. And, and Johnny talked about loving the church and loving the Lord. But here's the thing I want you to see is none of them knew what the other one said. But here's some kind of grander themes that I pulled out of them looking back, them looking forward and looking forward to what God wants to do at Bethel. First and foremost, that there needs to be growth. There needs to be time of reflection. There needs to be time of prayer and relationships. We need to go deeper in our prayer life. We need to go deeper in our relationships. And that we need to go and love, that we need to encourage, and we need to present the gospel. And in the few moments that I have left, I want to encourage you this morning um, to reflect. I think that in and of itself, as we started this morning's message with a time of reflection of what does God do in 2021, I I pray that you would spend time in reflection. And one of such ways is through journaling. 
journaling. Journaling your thoughts and your prayers so that you can see how God connects. Really quickly this morning, this is not from last year, but it's a practical application that I need to remind you. This is actually a page from one of my prayer journals. This was written in um, 2012. And this little line that I highlighted, will I ever be ordained? Here's the thing I want you to think about. Is, as, you, as you go home and reflect this coming year about what you want God to do this year, it is, God is not a name it and claim it God. He is not a genie in a bottle. We don't just go to prayer and throw things up to the prayer room of God and close our, say amen and open our eyes and it's there. But here is, here is just a practical thing of which I've stepped through. And so that year in 2012, I began to write and I asked the question, will I ever be ordained? I was called to, to uh, First Baptist in Turbyville, and my home church was supposed to hopefully, hopefully help with that ordination process. And so the reason I show this to you this morning is that it took two years and three months before I was ever ordained. God, you, God grows us more in times and seasons of waiting than any other time in our lives. But what I show you here this morning is what? In, in January of 2013, I said, I'm, I'm still waiting for an answer. March of that year, still waiting, listening for God's voice and, and for his direction. That January, uh, June of that year, still waiting. See, when you write it down and you put pen to paper and you go back sometimes and you look and you see and you say, God, what was my heartbeat? What was I praying for? How would I hope that you would move? You see it. April 2014, still waiting. Why I wrote a smiley face, I don't know. I guess just because I was trying to find the joy in that. Amen. I'm still waiting. January of 2015, my ordination council took place. So this morning as we close, I, I want to, I didn't journal quite as much as I should have this year, <clears throat> but th- this is how we're going to close this morning. I'm just going to share a few things that, that I journaled this year. I'm going to let God connect the dots, amen, because he's the one who gets the glory. As, I, as, as we sat there and watched that video, I, I interviewed those people. I've watched that thing numerous times to try to get all the little things right and audio and transition. I, I cried. I cried, why? Because God was moving. God was working. God did far more abundantly than they could ask or think. And I pray this year that you'll remember that as we go into a new year. That when you go through that valley, he could do far more abundantly than we ask or think. Here's one of the things that I wrote in February this past year. How do I do fewer things and do them well? I did not master that this year. Next page. Had a conversation with someone who worked with me at Chick-fil-A, and she simply asked the question of, why did God take my mom? Her mom died of cancer, and she lost her at a young age, and so she was wrestling with what it meant to follow Jesus. Praise God that she's now involved in the campus of Alice Drive at Bishopville, and she serves and. Recently, I saw on Facebook, and and I celebrated with her that she was baptized, that she accepted the Lord as Savior and that she was baptized, and she's found a body of believers to love and encourage her in somewhere that she can serve. But after that conversation, I wrote, God, I'm thankful for the conversations. I don't have all the answers. Fast forward to July, 
I wrote, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Then in September, right after I had COVID, September the 21st, 2021, I, I penned these words. This morning I prayed as I sat on the side of my bed and I felt like I was requesting a lot. Lord, give me strength, wisdom, focus, clarity. Wait, that's a lot. And the Spirit reminded me, and I prayed, we have not because we ask not. So it's okay that I was asking for all those things. I close with this and. July of 2020, as I was in a season of transition, trying to discern open doors and closed doors, I I wrote these words. Lord, I can only see right here. But you see tomorrow. You see next month. You see next year. You see the next 10 years. Guide me. Help me to stay close by your side. You've provided time and time again. You have blessed and taken away. You have opened doors and closed others. I trust you, Lord. You will provide, guide, and strengthen. Where will I be in six weeks, six months, or six years? So I want to remind you this morning as we close out today's service, What do you hope God does in 2022? Last but not least, what do you hope God does at Bethel this year? Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. God, thank you for working on our lives despite of ourselves. So Father, I pray this morning as we have reflected of of just reminding your people that you can do far more abundantly. You can do far and beyond, we far and above. You can, you can do so much more than we can ever begin to imagine. I pray right now that we would put a stake in the ground and that we would commit 2022 to you. Father, that, that we would surrender our lives, we would surrender our plans to fully focus and trust you. Lord, I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know what next month brings, what later this year brings, but Father, you do. And so, Father, I pray that we learn to trust you and lean into your strength, lean into your understanding, lean into your love, lean into who you are. Father, I pray that you would guide us in spirit and truth. Help us to see you more clearly. Help us to be vessels of hope and encouragement as we leave this place. May we go forth and radiate the gospel, to be light into the darkness. Father, help us to reflect on what you have done, that we may thank you. And Father, I praise you now in anticipation of the great things that you will do as we humbly and faithfully follow you this coming year. Father, I ask all this in the matchless and precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen.